Welcome back, guys, and thank you so much for joining us for Series 2, where we dive into the small business world and entrepreneurship, looking at it from a tax point of view, but definitely giving out those that helpful information to help us get started, enhance, or rebuild what we already have. Now, I just want to let my individual filers know before we get started, if you're still looking for that hands-on, don't worry, we haven't turned your back on you. We felt like that was more... Um, it was better suited on YouTube. So if you follow us on our YouTube channel, J Chambers Tax, at J Chambers Tax, I'm sorry, um, then you'll be able to get that information. Um, we have more stuff coming for you next month. So just bear with us as we rebuild that site. But thank you so much for coming in. Now, you know, as always, if you're new here, we like to pay a few bills before we get started. Um, so I want to begin by debunking a myth, Okay. As you know, we offer the tax courses. J Chambers Tax and Business Consult is the business behind all of this. Um, we offer tax certification courses for all those that are um, interested, not just our tax preparers or aspiring tax preparers, but those that just feel like they need more information about their taxes. I personally feel like if you're a DIYer and when you go down your credits and deductions, if you don't understand what's being asked of you in the software, you need a tax certification course. That's just, that's my opinion. I feel like it would boost your knowledge 3000% and really help you to start to reduce that tax liability or generate a larger refund. Okay. Now, with that being said, the problem is people, most people believe that, you know, you got to want to do taxes to take a tax certification course. And that's really not true. It really gives you information on um, tax laws, tax breaks, as well as tax credits, things that you qualify for, things to look out for. You know, some of us want to buy a house. Some of us want to invest in realty. Some of us want to jump into this Airbnb, you know, flipping properties, but you need to know how you can benefit tax wise or what the tax consequences can be for those things. So that's why a tax com uh, comprehensive tax course is always important. Now, when I say that, uh, people always give me the, well, okay, or they roll their eyes, or the, my DIYers, I do my own taxes, and I do just fine every year. <laughs> you have no idea how often I hear that. Even when I just say, hi, my name is Jay, and I do taxes, I do my own taxes. <laughs> it drives me insane, but, you know, I choose peace. So, um, but I like to ask the question, well, if you do your own taxes, what, what, how did you reduce your liability last year? I owe the same amount every year, then you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. If you owe the same amount every year, if you can't see, if all you're doing is breaking even, you're not generating a refund, you're doing it wrong. And that shame on you, that shame on you. But you know, I'm not going to sit here and walk around and, you know, go, constantly go and point the finger. I want to give people the opportunity to see what they're missing out on. So most of the time when we're talking about reducing tax liability, we're talking about your HSA. HSA, have you hit the limits on contributing to that? 401k, IRA, yes, you can have both. If you have a 401k, you can have an IRA. Student loan interest, 
Um, and then people are like, oh, this is the information I need. This is this is the tax information I need. Well, baby, that's a tax certification course. That is exactly what that is. And so the wonderful thing about our company is um, we've we've um, partnered with Surgeon Income Tax School. And so that gives us the ability to offer self-paced courses as well as instructor-led courses. And we are currently enrolling for instructor-led courses for our comprehensive tax course for those that are kind of just beginning or our DIYers that want to make sure they have everything down packed because we want to know about dependents because parents can be claimed as dependents as well if you're taking care of them and they do not have to live with you. How do I know that? That's a tax certification course. See, so many simple things. It's not numbers. We're not shooting numbers at you. We're not shooting laws at you. We're actually giving you the information that you need. So if you're interested, if that's something that you feel like you may need, then definitely look us up, jchambersconsult.services. Um, look at our website and it's linked inside of the trailer as well. And just send us a message. We're more than happy to answer any of your questions. Now, we're also offering, as I said, the instructor-led business course. If you currently do your own taxes as a small business or entrepreneur, then that course is for you because it's mainly for people that kind of have that experience but want to take it to the next level. Um, you may feel like at this time, I did my own business taxes. I don't need any help. You may feel that way now. Stick around for the rest of the podcast. You may feel differently later. And guess what? The offer is still going to be available. Okay. All right. So that's the message from our quote unquote sponsors. And now we're going to get to the business. So we begin. We're starting a business. Things you need to know. That's that's what we're covering in this um in in this um, episode. What do we need to know to start a business? And some of these things you're probably gonna roll your eyes at until I give you further information. And then other things you're gonna be like, well, wait, I didn't know that. Come on and join the tax course, okay? All right. So first, we want to start out with you know what are the right steps, okay? I personally, I personally believe that everybody that wants to start a business should start with the business plan. Okay. And we'll go into the business plan, where to find one, how to create one, things of that nature a little bit later in the podcast. That's another topic, but I believe that starts with a business plan. Now, whether you feel like that's important or not, that's up to you. But a business plan is definitely where we're going to start because it's going to tell you a lot of key things about your business that you'll need when you're getting started. Okay. But mainly the first thing we're going to kind of focus on is choosing the right entity, because how can you create a plan for your business if you don't know which entity you should choose? So that's where we're going to start now. Now, there are several, several entities, but we're going to focus on um, just a few. Okay, so we're going to focus on sole proprietorship, general partnership, limited partnership. C corporation, S corporation, and limited liability company. Um, and then we'll get into the profit, nonprofit in another another series. Um, the reason that we're gonna split off not profit and nonprofit is because there's so much information that goes in there that I don't want to cheat you guys and like break it down into a small segment. I want you to get the whole every piece of information I have to give because there's a lot of great tax advice when it comes for nonprofit organizations. Okay. Now so not going to hold you up. Um, we're going to give a very brief overview of each entity, you know, their tax pros and cons when it comes to um, tax liability or just the entity altogether. Um, just a few quick things. We will be doing a detailed review of each entity as well as um, nonprofit organizations in episode four, which is scheduled to release on November 1st. So I just want to make sure that we're all, you know, 
<laughs> on the same page. I, I don't just feel like I'm just like jumping all over the place. Yes, we will go in detail about each entity, um, about 15 minutes per entity, just like giving you in-depth information on your taxes, how you file them, what you do, what you can claim, what you can deduct. All of that will be on November 1st, okay? Now, so first we're gonna start with sole proprietorship, okay? So that's a one-person show. One-person show, simplest. Um, you use your social. E EIN is recommended. We always gonna recommend an EIN because you have so many things that you need to do. Um, even just signing up for an Instagram business account, um, sometimes they're gonna require that EIN for verification. So social media accounts, things of that nature, advertisement, EIN is very important. You don't wanna walk around putting your social security number on everything, so make sure that you have that. Um, None of my understanding, you can only have one EIN as a sole proprietor, but you can use it for multiple businesses, okay? So if um, you got a t-shirt business and then you're turning around and you're doing taxes, you know, your EIN can be used, but you only get one as a sole proprietor, okay? Um, business losses can be deducted from personal income taxes. So some of you may not be aware that, you know, when you go to different entities, you, you, you are no longer it's no longer coming out of your personal liability. You're no longer personal liability, personally liable <laughs> for um, certain things that happen in the business when you decide to go with certain entities. But when you have a sole proprietorship, it's all on you, okay? So it's one of the easier things that you can do. You know, you kind of keep track of everything with a profit loss or a schedule C. And if you don't know what those two items are, don't worry about it. November 1st, we'll go into detail with the profit loss and the schedule C. But what's most important is keeping good records. Good records when you got when you're a sole proprietor, good records because you got to make sure that you don't double dip. So even though you don't have you may not have those separate accounts or so it may be a little harder cuz it is a little harder when you're a sole proprietor to open up that business checking account. It is a little harder to get business credit when you are a sole proprietor. I didn't say it was impossible. You see things on TikTok and Instagram and all of that all the time for people telling you how you need to do it. But what I will say to do it, go the traditional route, it is a little harder to get that business credit and things in order. So you want to make sure you got good record keeping and we're not double dipping. Don't pay your home light bill from your business account. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, if you have a credit card that you solely put to the side for business purposes, don't buy your kids school clothes with the business credit card. No, we're not double dipping. We need to make sure we keep our records separate at all times. Even the profit when you make profit from your business, you need to make sure that what you deduct to put in your personal account, make sure that that, that is that is documented. Make sure you're keeping good records, okay? So we'll go over that. We'll, we'll, don't worry, we have a whole record-keeping series coming up um, for the Schedule C and Profit Loss. We'll probably speak more about that episode two that comes out October 18th. So these things are planned. <laughs> these episodes, some of them have been recorded. So I have this information for you. Don't freak out. But um, profit loss and Schedule C are really big things when it comes to sole proprietorship. So you want to make sure that you keep that in mind, especially when it comes to taxes. Um, when I say that, I mean for you, if you're doing your own taxes and if somebody else is doing your taxes, if someone else is doing your taxes, even if you're using um, DIY software, once you hit a Schedule C, 
that's going to increase the price. So that's going to take you from a basic tax return to maybe a deluxe or a premier package because you have a schedule C because that's a different type of taxes that's being done. So if you're, you're starting a company or you just started this year and you go get your taxes done next year and you're like, wait, why am I paying more this year than I paid last year? They're trying to rip me off. No, they're not. Once you include schedules and you begin to go from, you know, just your regular 1040, um, you know, filing that to adding schedules, then that's going to cost you a little bit more. Okay. Some charge by hour, some charge by form, but I just want you to be aware of what you're getting yourself into. Okay. Um, the biggest thing, like the biggest con when it comes to a sole proprietorship is you are personally responsible for all business debts and liabilities. Okay. Um, so that means that if you have a lawn lawn mowing service and you're a sole proprietor, you know, you, you sole proprietors are not um normally reg, um required to register. So you don't have to register that business with the state. You know, it's one of the lowest, you know, it's a low cost business startup initiative. So, you know, very low cost. But um let's say you have a lawn care service and you're mowing the lawn and you hit a rock and that rock hits the glass of the person's house that you're doing the work for. You're liable for that. You're liable for that. So if you injure them, if it goes through the glass and hits them in the back of the head and they decide they're going to sue because it's a sole proprietorship, they can not only go after your business, but they can go after, um, they can oh they can go after your assets, your home, you know, your savings accounts, things of that nature. They can go after your personal interest, um, your personal things because it is a sole proprietorship. So um sometimes a sole proprietor you can get um insurance. I know there are tax preparers that have the um insurance and things of that nature, but just sole proprietorship, if you're doing something that is high risk, it's just not recommended for you to have it, if that makes sense. Okay. So that's, that's a con. Um, we already spoke about how it could be a little hard to build that business credit because you're need, you're going to need that business bank account. Okay. All right. Now next we're going to talk about general partnerships. Okay. The pros of general partnerships. And you normally general partnerships is when you go in business with, um, one or two other people, um, and you either have just a written agreement on what you're going to do, because general partnerships don't normally have to be registered um, in most states. So um, you have a written agreement about how things are going to go, things of that nature. But it doesn't really make it. Um, it doesn't make it any better than the sole proprietorship when it comes to liability except for you got somebody else to help you pay for it. So with that being said, same scenario, you own the lawn care service, you're mowing the lawn, you hit a rock, rock goes through the glass, hit somebody in the back of the head that's in the house, they decide to sue. Um, they can come after you and the partners because it's a general partnership. So it has no, it does not protect anything personal. So let's say you have nothing to lose, but the other person in the partnership may have a, um, something that they're sitting on, money in the bank, things of that nature that they can lose because you they, they are liable for whatever you did. As general partners, you're liable for each other. So if one person makes a mistake, the other person could suffer just because it's a general partnership. So that's something that you want to keep in mind when you're choosing the entities and when you're choosing to go um, into business. You know, losses are divided amongst the partners um, because if you have a loss, you deduct that on your personal tax return. So that's something that you could get a tax break on if your business 
does go into, you know, some kind of debt or something of that nature, a significant one. But if you have a loss, you can deduct that on your personal tax return. So that's distributed among the among the um the partnership as well. Now, as I said, each owner is personally liable for business debts. Um, and they could be liable for their partner's negligence. So, um, in some states, in some states it's called joint several liability. Um, and that's something that you want to kind of, you know, keep, be aware of. So just be very careful who you go into business with. Okay. Um, it's harder to get a business loan without a registered business. So we want to make sure we make that very clear. Sole proprietorships, general partnerships, it's harder to get a business loan. I did not say it was impossible. But it is harder to get a business loan without being a registered business. So that's something to keep in mind with the general partnerships. So next we have our limited partnerships, right? So the limited partnership um, is great for getting investments and investors can um, they can serve as limited partners. So that means that um, they really don't have anything to do with the day to day business. They can't because if they do, then they'll be you know liable for things to happen within the business. But that just means the general partner. Um, they get the money they need to operate and maintain authority over the business. Um, you know, you still run your company, but you have those limited partners that will invest and expect a return on their investment. But the general partner has, you know, control over the day-to-day works and they have to actually run the business. So, um, something to keep in mind. So you, and you have to be very careful with that because if you're a general partner and of a limited partnership, you may feel in over your head, but you can't ask your limited partners for a lot of help. You can ask them to get in there and get dirty with you because they are limited partners. That means they have a limited liability. So that means same scenario, lawn care business. You have those investors, um, you that rock goes through that window and it hits that person in the head, then they're not liable. The limited partners, the investors, they are not liable for what you have done. The general owner, general partner, that's the person that is liable for the things that happen. That's li- That's the person liable for that rock going through that window and that person's medical bills. So that's something to keep in mind when we're talking about what we're going to do, because the general partner is personally responsible for the business debts and liabilities. Okay. This does require state filing. Um, and you know, just a reminder, limited partners can't become like too active or they face liability. So, um, it's all on the, it's all on a general partner. It's all on a general partner. So if that's something that you feel like you can carry the weight of, Hey, do your thing, do, do your thing, but just make sure you have the proper things to cover you because those limited partners won't be able to do as much as let's say a general partner would. Okay. So now we go to the corporations, the C Corp, right? So pros of a C Corp. C Corp um, owners or shareholders don't have personal liability for business debts and liabilities. That is like the one thing that, you know, makes it very different from the general partnership and um, the sole proprietorship. You don't have that um, personal liability. So people can come after the business, same scenario, lawn care business. They can come after the business, but your personal assets, those are going to be fine. Okay. All right. Um, Most tax deductions of all of the profit entities. Okay. (laughs) So if you go out for profit, the C Corp gets the most tax deductions out of 
all of them. And we'll definitely be going into those on um, November 1st. When we go in and we start talking about the different entities in details, we'll talk about all of those tax breaks that the C-Corp gets that the other ones don't get, okay? You can offer stock. So if you have a C-Corp, you can offer stock and that's going to help you raise money in the future for your business. So you may not have to go into debt. You may not have to take out a bank loan. You will be able to push stock from your company. You can offer it and that brings in money for you to be able to do the things that you need to do. Okay. So that's something to look into. Now the cons of it, like filing fees, oh my goodness, are they expensive? They're expensive. Okay. Um, it's expensive to start a C corporation. It's like one between one and $500. And you know, we, we're talking about average Joe's here. I'm not talking about, you know, multi-million trying to do something else. No, I'm talking about, you know, people like you and me, <laughs> you know, so somebody coming to me telling me I got to come out of pocket between one and $500 to start this business. I'm going to scratch my head. I'm going to look at a couple of things. I'm going to have to put some numbers together to make sure that I can pay all of my bills. And then, you know, what do I have left to be able to invest into this business? So those are things to think about. Um, double text. So you pay taxes on your corporate returns. So the money you make, you know, when you file those corporate returns, you're going to pay taxes on that. Then the shareholders pay taxes on the dividends um, on their personal taxes. Okay. So that's the money that you receive from your stocks. That is that that's what, you know, that's just something that happens. You can't really get around that. Um, so you do get double tax when you have the C corps. So that's something for you to think about. Now we got the S corp. S-Corp is, it provides that limited liability for the sole proprietor. So if you don't want to do sole proprietorship, you want your personal assets separate from your business assets, and you want that limited liability, then the S-Corp is where you're going to go. Now, all prop, so you don't pay corporate taxes. So I just want to let you know that. Um, no corporate level taxes, all profits and losses, they um, pass through the owner's personal tax return, like like the sole proprietorship. Okay, so that's one thing that is similar between that and sole proprietorship. But the difference is you have no personal liability. So same scenario, rock going through the glass, hitting the person in the back of the head. Business assets, not safe. Hopefully you got insurance. Um, personal assets, safe. So that's something that we want to look at because a lot of us have things that we'd like to do with our future. We want to retire. You want to retire? I want to retire. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s now. I like to retire in the next 10, 20 years. You know, I'm being optimistic. <laughs> but we want to keep those things separate so that if something does happen and the company is liable for it, you still have that nest egg to fall back on. Okay. Now the cons, it's going to be more expensive to, to create this. The filing is going to be more expensive, just like with the C Corp. Okay. The, with the S Corp, you have limits on issuing stock. So you're going to be able to raise that money for the future, but just not as much. I want to say um, you're limited to a hundred shares of stock, but I, I could be wrong. I can go back and look at that for you, but um, you have limits on issuing stock and we'll go over that. Um, on November 1st, um, you still have to comply with corporate formalities. Like you got to have bylaws, you know, even though it's just you, you got to have bylaws. Um, you got to hold board and shareholder meetings, you know, you, you have to do these things. So those are things to kind of keep in mind when we're talking about, um, the S corp. Okay. So next we're going to talk about limited li liability, but before we talk about limited liability, um, as we've come this far, I want to give you a little bit more information because I know some of you are like, wait, 
this is a lot. I don't really understand all of this. And even if we go to November 1st, um, I may not understand it there. I need some more information. How am I going to get it right? Well, the answer to that is, you know, the small business um, income tax course. So in our initial, we have small business one, small business two, right? Small business one, we go through the business organizations, okay? So we go through the business organizations. We talk about income, expenses, um, basis. We talk about dispositions. We go in depth on sole proprietorships. We um, go through understanding financial reporting, partnerships, C-corporations, S-corporations, employment taxes, COVID-19 concerns, because those are still concerns, right? Right? Yes. So we go through all of that in our small business course. So I just want you to keep that in mind as you're thinking, oh my goodness, this is a lot of stuff to take in. Where do I find this information? What do I do? Well, you find it. You 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 can you can take the course. If you don't want to take the course, you can definitely subscribe on the website. We'll definitely have little tidbits and pieces of information that go out in the newsletter. And most importantly, you can contact us because the name of the company is J Chambers Tax and Business Consult. So if you just have those questions about how do I get started? Where do I go? What do I do? We are more than happy to assist you. What's even better is we're based out of Brooklyn, New York. So Brooklyn, New York has so many different opportunities that um, for small businesses, that we are more than happy to put you in touch with them, the mentorship program score, things of that nature. We're more than happy to connect you with the things that we've used to get into business here um, to give you that information. So don't don't freak out. I know we've thrown a lot of words in here um, and we still have a ways to go, but don't freak out. We are here to help you. Um, we are here to enhance the community, enhance entrepreneurship. Now, so one very wonderful thing that's going on October 28th, 2023, there is a major event going on, guys, right? So it's going to be a pop-up. And at this pop-up, um, I'm going to be there. Hi! <laughs> so the pop-up is sponsored by Kings Build Kings. And it's October 28th from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. at the Gentleman's Factory, which is located on 81 Willoughby Street on the seventh floor. And that's in Brooklyn, New York. So um, I'll be there 12 to 4. Come up, ask us a few questions. Um, if you missed this event, go to our website um, and you can see what events we'll be having on our calendar. Or you can follow us on Instagram at JC Tax Consult. And um, we'll have our events posted there. So just want to let you know, we are here to help you. We will answer questions. You can drop us an email, hit us on WhatsApp, go to our website, WhatsApp button is there, Instagram, the WhatsApp button is there. We are here to assist you in anything that you need. So there's no need to worry. There's no need to fret. And we can get on with the business. Okay, let's jump into our next section. All right, so now we're back. We've woosahed. We realize that we're not in over our head and we've joined on a podcast that, hey, if I may quote the amazing movie Toy Story, you've got a friend in me. Okay, okay. So we didn't just give you this information to throw at you. Um, we're here to help you. So if you have questions, concerns, things of that nature, definitely reach out to us, okay? Um, 
So next we're going to talk about the big one, the limited liability company, because that's what everybody's pushing on you. Um, if it's not open up your nonprofit, it, well, especially like the last like four years ago, it was get your LLC, get your LLC, get your LLC. And I can understand why there was like all this talk of getting your LLC, because um, the owners don't have personal liability for business debts or liabilities. Um, you can choose to be taxed as a partnership or a corporation, which is, you know, pretty good. Um, and not as many corporate formalities as the S Corp or the C Corp, you know. Um, it is more expensive and it requires you to register with the state, just like the S Corp, just like the C Corp. You are required to register with the state. But the good thing about that is when you register your business, that qualifies you for that business checking account. OK, and so we all know we need that business checking account, that business bank account in order for us to begin to build credit. You know, um, it's not you know, it's not impossible to build credit without it, but it's just not easy. Okay. It's not the easiest thing to do. So it's a good thing that we need to register, but it just costs, you know, it's, it's costly. And that's just something that, you know, we have to accept that comes with that. Now it's popular because it combines sole proprietorship and partnership with the legal protections of a corporation. So we're going to protect that nest egg. And, you know, we only have the, the business that, you know, can be gone after. And if we have the proper protection, then we'll be able to keep that as well. Okay. So, um, let's just like talk about choosing the best one because that's what's most important at this point, choosing the best business, um, entity that's going to work for you. So we've gone through each of them, you know, you know, kind of, you kind of got a general idea of each one, you know, whether you have to register, whether you don't have to register, um, you know, you know, we'll be going into taxes and things of that nature. So, I guess the best way to to put what you should do um, is to look at it from a different standpoint, okay? So sole proprietorships are good for startups. Um, they don't have the limited liability protection. They're taxed at a personal tax rate. So that means that wherever your income level is, head of household, things of that nature, you're taxed at a personal tax rate. So I want to make sure that you understand that. But you got low um, government requirements. So if you're just starting out, um, you're not ready to register this business, this is your only mode of income, or you're just adding it on, um, you know, you just started making soap, <laughs> you know, things of that nature. You just started making um, hair cream or something of that nature, something small. Then a sole proprietorship is probably what we're going to start at. T-shirt making, things of that nature. Um, let's see here. We talked about the general partnerships, you know, no limited liability protections, um, tax at a personal tax rate and um, low government requirements. Okay. Now, the S corporation is going to have those high government requirements and um, it's going to be taxed at a personal tax rate because we're passing down the debts and the um, profits. But you have that limited liability protection as well as the C Corp. You know, um, you pay corporate taxes. So you got to be aware of the double taxes on um, the dividends, but you have that limited liability protection. So, um just to give like a few, like a little bit of information. So um, if your business is like, if you have a food service or child care or professional services, um, that's more the rate of going an LLC starting off instead of a sole proprietorship, okay? Um, 
Cause, and you want to make sure you look at what type of year it is. Because when you're converting to a corporation from um, an LLC or a sole proprietorship, it could be a little more difficult, um, especially if you plan to issue stock. So um, the choices entity is like very, very important. Um, you can start out with a sole proprietorship. Um, it's a really good starter entity. Um, and it helps you with your personal income taxes, you know, that you don't have to do anything different. You got that profit loss, the schedule C, and that's about it. You don't have too many forms to file. Um, as it grows, you're probably going to consider registering as an LLC or a corporation, LLC or a corporation, depending on how it grows and what you're currently doing. Um, I think a business lawyer or an accountant could really help you give get more specific information. And I don't want us to be afraid of those things because the consultation fee may not be as much as you think. You know, especially if you find a business lawyer or an accountant that's just starting out, you may be able to get very good information because we all got to start somewhere. Everybody's not starting off at like a $5,000 retainer fee. We all have to start somewhere, but this is basic information that you could be getting and uh, a business lawyer or an accountant could give you that, you know, that putting in that little hundred, hundred and fifty dollars, making that investment to sit down with somebody and say, OK, here's where I am financially. This is what I can afford to do. This is what I can afford to invest in my business. And this is the type of business I'm trying to run. What do you think I should do? That that's a, that's an inv- a lifetime investment. That's something that could benefit you and start you off on the right foot. So I want you to really, really take that into consideration. Because as I said, everybody has to start from somewhere. There are accountants that are just starting out. There are business lawyers that are just starting out. And the wealth of knowledge that they have, you're asking them for their starter knowledge at this point. You're asking them for you know the stuff that they, they got when they first started school and not so much into the heavy hitting information. So I'm sure they'll be more than happy to help you with this. Um, also, if you have a bank, a lot of us and a lot of us don't realize this. If you have a bank and you're planning to go into business, you know, you've been banking with Wells Fargo for the past 15 years. You could go in there and speak to an advisor and they can also give you information on how to start your business. So it, you, there are so many things that you could do to help yourself as far as starting a business. What do I need to go? Where do I need to? What do I need to do? Um, things of that nature. But hey. If you need just a little bit more information or somebody to point you in the right direction, as I said, feel free to um, log into our site, jchambersconsult.services, contact us, and we'll be more than happy to help you with that information, okay? Because we're here to help. We're here to build the community. All right. All right. So we're going to jump back onto this business plan thing, right? Because um, I know you thought I was going to let you off the hook with that. No, 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 no. So um, things have changed. Like things have changed from, you know, back when I was thinking about starting my tax business to when I actually started it. And I didn't go public with my tax business until last year. I was doing private taxes for the last like 10 years because I was very picky about whose taxes I wanted to do. Um, You know, I was trying to build my tolerance for a lot of things. Um, because you're going to have some people that actually want to learn. And then you're going to have some people to like take my money and just do it and leave me alone. 
And so that's but that's what I had to build the tolerance for because you know me, I'm I'm a learner for life. So I couldn't understand if it's gonna save you money, why you don't want to learn about this? Um, but you have to understand, you know, you have two different types, a few different types of customers. Um, but nonetheless, even when I get the customers that say, you know, just take my money and do it and get out of my face, I always try to teach them something because I believe that taxes are year round. Taxes are year round. They're not just something that comes at the end of the year. If you focus on them year round, then you will come out a lot better at the end of the year, such as saving receipts, um, such as registering. And, you know, saving receipts can be something as simple as registering your phone number and email address with, let's say, Staples. Um, and you know, that place, the the place that you go the most to do the most things or your gas receipts, you know, signing up for shell. So every time that you swipe that card, you get that message or mint. Oh my goodness. Mint. So, um, if you're using your debit card all the time and you mint is free um, to a certain extent and it'll categorize all of your transactions, but receipt keeping is big. Because that kind of helps you understand whether or not you're going to be able to itemize. But sometimes you can get more money back with itemization than just taking the standard deduction. So those are the things I try to teach people um, and, and try to get them in on why taxes are all year round. But back to the business plan. I would have never been able to, you know, keep that as a part of my business had I not put in the, what I wanted to do in my business plan. And so they've changed. Um when I wanted to start my business, there were like little templates telling you everything you needed in the business plan, but it didn't really explain much of it. Now we got things like Canva. You can go to Canva on a free account and you can type in business plan and it'll bring up an actual business plan for you to go in and edit. And it has information in there. So you kind of know what you're putting in there, what the idea of what you're supposed to write in there. And it kind of helps you guide yourself along the way. Another thing we have is Coursera. Coursera has the starting a business module. And with that, they have something called a plan deck. Now there's like a, a, some really important parts inside of these that I don't think people understand that they need. And even I was one of those people, like I opened the plan deck and I'm like, font, logo, colors, this is dumb. Why do I need this? And then I found myself making advertisements (laughs) and I found myself um, making pamphlets and brochures and signs. And I realized just how important this plan deck was because instead of having to constantly search for my font, search for this, remember my colors, they were already in my plan deck. So I could just go back and get them and copy and paste and put that here. And it was a lot easier. You know, the logo is always somewhere I can find it. Um, not to mention that um, your target audience is then in there. Okay. So it keeps all your important focus points together. Your target market. Um, right now, our target market is are those between the ages of 18 and um, 55. That's my target market at this point, because those are people that are um, either close to retirement or nowhere near close to retirement that are interested in their taxes and doing their taxes. Um, Once you get to the point of retirement, it's more so, you know, unless we have investments and things of that nature, do my taxes and get out of my face. (laughs) Um, But for the most part, that's my target market. With that being said, I'm trying to widen my target market to go a little bit lower on the age range so that we're putting out information for the youth. So we're explaining to them because a lot of parents want their children to go out and get jobs. Go get a job. Go get a job. Go start your own business. Go do this. Go do that. But when your child goes to get this job, 
who's explaining to them about their taxes, about their 401k, about the W-4? Um, you're going to send them back to their employer. But what did your employer tell you about your W-4? Exactly, exactly. So we're just doing the same cycle all over again. And that's the cycle I'm trying to break. Because I feel like if our youth are more informed, then they will have a better understanding of what they need to do to succeed. And maybe we'll have a little bit more leniency and tolerance in our household for them to be able to stay and build this money versus having to leave because they can't see eye and eye to mom and, with mom and dad because they're being frivolous and mom and dad want you to save. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's a lot. It's a lot. So those are the things that we are trying to change. Now, with that being said, when we're talking about this um, business plan or this plan deck, um, it's going to help you when you're trying to seek funding from investors. You can sit down and you can pitch your dream to whoever you want to, but when you have your business plan out and you can show your marketing strategies, that you've looked at your competitors, that you have a finance plan, um, that you have a purpose and a mission, these are things that help you when it comes to bringing in investors, bringing in partners, bringing in customers. So a business plan is very important because there are going to be times when you lose focus on where you're going. There are going to be times when social media, um, advertisement, sales may get to be a lot and you have to refocus on who you're branding. Because let's be real, people on social media say stuff that they would never say to your face. Never. And sometimes we may find ourselves de defending our company, our brand, or our mission to people that aren't even a part of our target market. And at that point, you've lost the plot. So we always want to make sure that we have, we're focused on what we need to do, who we're going after, and how their needs are evolving. So it, it allows you to create, like, let's say your ideal customer. You can create that when you're doing um, a business plan. So that way you know what customer you're looking at, what type of customer, what they like, where they go, things of that nature. So um, business plans are like very important, very important. They're like a really sound way to really get your business off the ground and stay focused on your profits and how you're going to get where you want to get. Okay. So now that we've talked about the business plan, now that we've talked about you've chosen your you've chosen your entity, you have a plan, you have a mission, you know what you're doing, where you're going, what are we doing next? Well, baby, you need some money. <laughs> you need some money. You need to finance the operation. How do you finance this operation? So that brings us back to the financing, the registering your business for that business bank account, right? So because that's what's important, you'll see that the sole proprietorships and the general partnerships are going to be relying on personal credit, personal loans um, in order to finance their businesses or savings, personal funds. Whereas the C-Corps, S-Corps, limited liability corporations, they have to register with the state. So that puts them in line for a business bank account. Okay. So with the business bank account, that's where we start when it comes to building our credit as a business. Now, one thing that I want to make very clear is um, you got to be registered with the three credit bureaus in order for you to build your business credit. Sometimes they pull that information when you register, when you register your business, when you begin to get things. Um, let's say you go and you get a computer 
um, on a payment plan or something of that nature. Um, I make so when it's important to go on each site, not just one site, not just Equifax, but go on all three sites and search for your business to see if they already have a profile on you. Now, let's say they don't have a profile. Let's say, you know, they don't have anything on you and you're unable to pull that. Well, the next thing that you can do is you can get your DUNS number, D-U-N-S number. It's easy. It's free. You only have to pay for it if you're trying to um, expedite the number. But you would register for that because that's a way of, um, it's like a major agency. And what they do is they um, monitor your credit through vendors and things of that nature. But you're creating that DUNS number account. That's going to be your first step in being able to build credit or build a, a credit profile for your business so that you're able to um qualify for business loans, business credit cards, and things of that nature, okay? So understand, when you go LLC or you incorporate your business, it like completely separates the owner legally, okay? And so that's, it's very important that we understand that. And that we understand that those two entities are separate. And we want to do that. But one thing we want to understand is even though you're separated legally, sometimes to start that business credit, they may go into your personal personal um, credit score. They may need to rely on that in order to get you approved. So we want to make sure that we not only have good credit for our business, but good credit for ourselves. Along with that, some business credit cards may um, ask you to say, okay, if your business can't pay this bill, then you know you have to agree to pay this bill before we'll give you the credit card. And that's going to be very important. So that means that if your business fails and you're behind on those credit cards, that can affect your personal credit as well. So when we're looking at all of these things, we want to take that into consideration. I'm not going to hold anything back for you. I'm going to give you all the information I have, but I just want to make sure that you know we understand. So things we talked in our last series about ways to build that credit, you know, um, the time stop giving all of your money to, um, Klarna and get a secured credit card. You know, a lot of a secured credit card, it works just like a regular credit card, but you have to put the money down first and you can get an increase. Some of them give you an increase without you having to put any more money on the card, but that's a great way for you to either a build credit or B go ahead and um, start to bring your credit score up and show, you know, hey, just get your little credit card. What do you do with that credit card? Well, I have a great idea on what you can do with that credit card. Let's say you're one of those people that has all of your money. You know, you I pay all my bills. I know how much they are a month and I have that money set aside. That's what you put on the secured credit card. That's what you put on there. You put them all the money for your bills on the secured credit card and you set your bills up for auto pay. And every month you pay that credit card off with, you know, the money that comes out of your checking account for your bills. And that is going to build your credit as long as you keep it between zero and three percent, one and a half percent for some cards. But as long as you keep that there monthly, you're going to build your credit history. You're going to build your payment history, good payment history. And that's going to help you with your business. So 
Um, don't say that Jay didn't give you any information on how to help your personal credit along with your business credit. Don't, don't, don't say that because <laughs> you got the information right here. Okay. Now make sure that we're not double dipping. Make sure if you have a business credit card, as we said before, you are using it for business purposes. It is very, very important. And sometimes it's hard for us. It's hard. That checking account is on $47 and that business account is on $2,075. Um, you know, I, I want a steak dinner tonight and I want to take my, take my man out to get a steak dinner. Um, I want to take my kids out to do something nice. I'm gonna pull some, no, no, don't you use that card for that. Don't, don't you do it. It's hard, but discipline is what helps us to build great things. Okay. Okay. So, so you have planned, you have got your finances. Now you want to prepare to open. So here in New York City, um, we have a bunch of different opportunities, right? Um, you could open a storefront. It'll be a little costly, but you can open a storefront. Um, or you can be a vendor. You can do pop-up shops. You can be on the, the street corner. As long as you have the proper documentation, then you can do that. As long as you file for the sales tax, if you have something that qualifies to be, you know, for sales tax, or if you have your vendor's license, you can go and do those things. Okay. Will you only do pop-up shops? Things of that nature. Those are the things that we have to ask ourselves once we plan this business. Now, if you currently, like I said, have a basic knowledge of doing your own taxes and you heard some topics that you feel you need some more information on, you know, I encourage you to register for um, the upcoming instructor-led course. It's virtual. Um, it's for I have one for small business, one for um, comprehensive courses. Uh, we're going to be enrolling until November 13th. We will be enrolling until November 13th. And then after November 13th, all instructor-led courses will close um, for enrollment and we'll only have self-paced. So um, just something for you to think about because um, you'll not only grow your business, you'll enhance your tech knowledge in your business. So I want to make sure that um, you have all the tools you need to be successful because that's why we're here. That's why we created the podcast. That's what we love. We love to see people grow. Okay. So I encourage you to follow us on Instagram um, at JC Tax Consult. I encourage you to follow us on YouTube at J Chambers Tax. Um, got questions, you got concerns, feel free to reach us, um, jchambersconsult.services. Send us an email. We'll be more than happy to get in touch with you. And um, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today for Tax Talk with Jay. And I want you to come back and see us next week because next week we're talking about income expenses and basis. So we're going to get into that profit loss. We're going to get into that schedule C. We're going to get into some of these forms, um, things that you can deduct, things you cannot deduct. How much money do I need to make in order to start applying these deductions? Will I get credits for this and that? Hello, I'm here. And that's what we're going to be talking about on the 18th. So thank you so much for joining us. And this has been your first episode of series two of Tax Talk with Jay. Y'all take care, all right?